We are the ultimate bad review. Roll camera. Camera rolling. Roll sound. South speed. You look in the camera and Runa take, you're dead. Marcus! Action! You know Quentin Tarantino? I love his movies. I fucking hate Forrest Gump. There's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Take back the screen! The Directors Guild of America will bring down its swift sword of justice on you rank amateurs. The enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. Did you guys know that uh, apparently a series of Kubrick films are coming to the Alamo? Really? Yeah. Really. Space Odyssey, Shining, Clockwork Orange, Barry Landon, Doctor Strange, Love, Full Metal Jacket, Lolita, Spartacus, Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, do you mean AI. all of his movies? <laughs> yeah, like seriously. All I, would, all, I would love to see 2001 to, A Space Odyssey. It looks theaters. like multiple. Yeah, that would be really fun. Um, I've never seen Clockwork in its entirety. I, I haven't either. Actually, um, I think oh, I've only seen 2001. It's all right. So, Clockwork? Yeah, oh, I, I, I saw it once. I, I, wasn't, I personally wasn't crazy about it. I get that. So they're all coming to the Alamo, it looks like, in September. So it's going to be all throughout September. Different days. Different dates. The first one's going to be September first, and that one's two thousand one. Okay, I would love to see. I would love to see September. Jesus, I would love to see two thousand one in yeah. theaters. I would definitely. I definitely would like to see The Shining in a Alamo theatrical experience. I've not seen The Shining. So. That would be Ooh. a perfect. I would love way to, to see, see that the in theaters. Dude, I've only seen two thousand one Space Odyssey once, and it blew my mind. Oh, dude! And I watched it with people who hated it. <laughs> and we're like, I, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. I remember just like looking at them like, how could you be so dumb? Right, like, how could you feel this way? I was like, I think this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know what you should watch? What? If you liked 2001? So the guy that did Stalker, Andre Tarkovsky, yeah. did a movie called Solaris, which oh, is like... I've heard of this. It's very much like 2001, oh. like that same kind of style, but like very, very sad. It's like an overall very like sad, slow burn movie. I own, it's on Criterion. I own it. It's a oh, very man. good movie. We should nice. definitely watch that. Yeah, it's got great reviews. Oh, my God. I would love to watch that one. And then they did a you remake a of five. it in, like, the early 2000s with George Clooney. Oh. Yeah. And that that's uh, Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. Which is crazy. Again? I never saw it. I had a roommate that, like, was obsessed with it. and then But he had never seen the original. Oh. And he okay. was kind of a piece of shit. So, like, it's really <laughs> difficult to gauge, like, if it was a good movie. <laughs> Nice. He used to like he would come home from work, and he would be he would have like a Gatorade bottle in his hand. He would slam this Gatorade down. And he would empty it out, and then he would carve a hole in it. And he would turn every one of his Gatorade bottles into a bong, like oh my without God. fail. Like it was like just buy a bong at that point, man. Like what the hell? What? So yeah, it was it was Ew. weird. Um, Did he clean them out first? No, he just Ew. it was just saliva and weed. Um, do what you got to do, I guess. But yeah, yeah and kind of gross, but all right. And he was like, "It's my favorite movie of all time," and I, I just, I never got it's around hilarious. to it. I just, I'm, I'm surprised that someone even tried to remake a Tarkovsky. It, isn't that weird? Kind, kind of strange. It is a very bizarre thing to do. But it's I mean, like remaking 2001. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Why would you why, do something like that? Why would you like even try to do that? It doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I never understand when people like try to make remake like humongous big movies. Right. Like I get like. I guess blockbuster movies where it's like, yeah. yeah, sure, like Ghostbusters or something like that. Exactly. Capitalize 
on the success of a movie, like something like that, that already like has like a mass audience and a mass following, sure, go for it. But like, two thousand one has a mass following, but not in the same. Like, I couldn't. <laughs> like Ghostbusters is a perfect example. People that like Ghostbusters are like tight ninety, perfect, great. Yeah. These are people yeah. that'll watch anything if it's on TV. They're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, right. No one that saw, no one that loves two thousand one A Space Odyssey is like, man, I sure wish someone would do that again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's like that was incredible. I don't know if I can think of another time where I'm gonna want to watch that, but there are the select few. Put like, Kevin Hart like, in uh, it, like. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh. <laughs> You know what would be really funny if the robot was the rock? Yeah. That would be really good. I would be a humongous fan of that. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Be, oh, and, and and if it was made by George Lucas, that would be awesome, right? No. What the, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it's well, you know, space. <laughs> I, I I do that. I created that. I created space. You're welcome. Oh my god. <laughs> you're move atheists. <laughs> Which is so crazy because didn't 2001 come out right before Star Wars? I don't know. Or the maybe exact around the I same think time. I, um, only because the the only reason why I'm I'm asking this is because it's kind of yeah it came out before 1968. Wow, yeah, um, yeah. That's just wild to think that 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 movie came out before Star Wars and it's like I don't really care who you are if you're gonna if you're gonna stand on a limb and say but Star Wars is better, bro. 2001 broke the mold, rebuilt the mold, and then broke the mold again. Star it's also Wars just is like just one big mold. Yeah. It's like, just it's a crazy not, movie to just come out in 1968. Also, it's like it's a visually crazy. like it's a visual spectacle that you're like, I don't know how this could have possibly been created with the technology and resources available at the time. And like, yeah, some just parts of it are sex. dated, but like the dated parts, like honestly, like add sort of a charm to it. To me, I think that that all of it works. I mean, the I still am in awe of that rotating set. Yeah, yeah like that's he's insane. Just jogging through that, through that like thing, he's like boxing. I'm like, how did they? How did they do that? that? That's so yeah. big. I that's feel like nuts. you have to be a mature adult though to like actually enjoy this movie. Right. Oh, for yeah, sure. Because yeah. it is very long and it's there's not slow, a lot happening. Not yeah, a lot, not a lot of dialogue. But by the end of it, like if oh. you can get through it all, it's like it's wow, so this good. is the most amazing thing. It's ever, a right? it's a visual spectacle. You can't believe it was made in 1968, honestly. God damn. Not my first Kubrick, but I, my first was The Shining, and I, I watched 2001 well, because same. of The Shining, and I was same. just like, this is such a good movie, and my dad was a was a big Kubrick fan, or is a big, he's not dead, is a big Kubrick fan, <laughs> and he was like, he's like, oh, you should check it out. Yeah. And his his top three are 2001, The Shining, and um, Doctor Strangelove. All See, three fantastic movies. That. I own it. I've it's a very Doctor good movie. Like, and it's a quick one. Like, it's a quick... I think it's like 80 minutes. Like, it is a very fast movie. Dude, Shot and Chaser would definitely be Doctor Strangelove and Oppenheimer. Yo! Oh, my God. Damn, if we that's hadn't it. already done Oppenheimer. I know, literally. Yeah. It would have been so perfect. Because oh. I, I know that that's exactly what it's about. Wasted opportunity. Yes, it is such a... That is which one is the... Chaser. Oh, Doctor Do- Strange yeah, Love. Doctor Strange Love. Oh wow. Because Doctor Strange Love is like comedy. is like Kubrick's comedy movie. Like yeah. it is a oh. it's like it is a funny. That's movie. what I was feeling. Like I feel like. Kubrick doesn't do comedy. That's, that's what made what it I, weirder, though. I was like, it's one, it's hysterical. From like start to finish, it is a funny movie. Awesome. And it's just weird because like it's funny, but in a way that you're like, I know Kubrick made this. Like this yeah. is still very off the wall. But it has I like it has a lot of like very like it has a lot of shots that you're like, wow, like that is such a this is so crazy to see. Like the la- like 
there's a shot in the movie of like a guy riding the bomb as it's being dropped and he's like got a cowboy hat and he's yeah. like he's just like Whoa! as they're dropping the bomb and i'm like this is insane yeah that's <laughs> this wild. Is such a crazy movie i love that one that is i picked that up on a criterion sale last year hell yeah half man. off it was such a absolute need <laughs> i literally need to see it yeah i've i'd I mean, now with with Oppenheimer being out, I, I I did see a couple of of clips from um from from Doctor Strangelove and the one with the guy with the guy riding the bomb would like look so funny. He's just like yeah, it's the it's, so it's like the golden selling moment of that movie where you're like already like what is gonna happen and then you see that and you're like got it. That's all I needed yeah, to yeah, know. Yeah, like, that's all that I, want. I know exactly what I've gotten myself into and I'm happy I'm here. <laughs> Oh yeah, they don't make movies like and that. And it's anymore. coming to out. They're all. Are they coming to Charlottesville, Alamo? All of them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All Where are they them, coming? All of them are coming to uh, all all throughout September. So oh, wow. What um what the I, I got I got the email today that that let me know about it. So it's uh. I wonder if there's an Alamo by where we're staying at in Salem. That's a good question. I don't know actually. I think I think I looked into that actually, and like in the the only theater there is is Salem Cinema. The one that we okay. Did and you see what is playing the night that we get to Salem? They don't have that posted yet. I know. I checked. I, I, we, we oh should, no, no, no. We should. I, it is posted. What's playing there the night that we get to Salem? It's oh, not. Really? It's none of those. What is it? They're playing Forbidden Planet at like five o'clock. What's that? The Criterion movie, the animated Criterion movie, Forbidden Planet. If you saw like know. a screenshot of it, you'd be like, "Oh shit, that movie." Okay. I mean, hey, I'm. D- I mean, I'm down when we get there at five. Depends on when what? we leave. That's. That movie's at the Alamo, or like it, it's on. It's on. It? It's on the poster, right? That's it. Is that it? Forbidden Planet. Maybe, maybe Fred I'm thinking Wilcox. Maybe I'm thinking of a different. Hold on. Now I'm. I'm down, dude. Salem. If, that, if that's what it is, then cinema. Because I don't think that was it. When I. It's that, 1956. That looks fun as hell. Uh, wait, how did you see that that far out? I just went to their website. Weird. Maybe it's, and like, I, maybe it's I, like a special. I went to their thing. calendar and I jumped up to September because we get there September seventeenth. Yeah, Forbidden Planet. Okay, I was thinking of a different movie. That but, okay. I'm down. I don't know what movie I'm thinking of. <laughs> we, should, we we should try to see something there. I mean, if if it's worth watching, Forbidden Planet sounds awesome. Cause last Fantastic time. Planet. That's what I'm thinking of. But I've that's not that. the one that's no. Watching. But I've never seen that. But I've, yeah. I mean, I've seen that poster, so I would, I would, I mean, I would definitely be down to check it out. I'd check that out too. That looks fun. Forbidden Planet and Fantastic Planet. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm down. It's all these I, planet movies. <laughs> yeah, they. Whenever I went to the website, they only had this week, which makes sense. It's a theater, so it's yeah, like they're not looking ahead of that. But the movies that they were playing were movies that we've either already seen or. Like there was like what you know, there's only like four theaters in that yeah. in that movie theater. So I was kind of I was kind of hoping we'd luck out again with like some like completely off the wall random movie. Yeah, WFM. WFM. Yeah, WNU. WNU. Yeah, WFM. That's my job. <laughs> you listed my job title. Get work off the brain, man. You need to separate it. <laughs> oh my god, scrape it off my brain. We've been in overtime this these past couple weeks. And Matt, like, has been a real trooper through the whole thing. But, like, I I genuinely, every day, I'm just like, I'm so sorry I'm putting you through this. I don't want to okay. do this to you. I mean, everyone's got to do it. We're all we're all doing it together. So That's it's not, true. I'm not, I'm not here to complain about it. At least you get a, at least you're taking a lunch break, man. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Not to say that I'm not allowed. I can take a lunch break. I'm just like, I feel like yeah, if I take that lunch, I'm going to lose that momentum. <laughs> and then I'm never going to get it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... That is genuinely how I feel during my lunch break as well sometimes. 
Especially during like the hour ones when it's like, all right, I'm done eating. What do I do now? What do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. So. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch TV. This is the perfect time for you to get into a TV show. Oh, yeah, maybe. That's what I would I will say that. I will say with, with the downtime, I was able to watch a movie. Slowly throughout the day. Slowly throughout the day. Oh man! And I did want to bring it up, but we can we can also like just we just, we just want to jump into to, to what we were watching. I know we got a well. I'm I'm kind of jumping ahead. Of, well, well I, I had a question. Did you guys see before we do that? Did you guys see the Bradley Cooper movie that the Nose sure? movie? Yeah, the, the Maestro. Movie? Yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued by it. I'm curious. For Apparently, sure. he showed the screenplay to Steven Spielberg, and Spielberg told him he was going to direct it. Or, or like you? No, no, I, I said that wrong. Spielberg told Bradley Cooper that you need to direct Bradley it. Cooper. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty interested in that because Bradley Cooper didn't he direct a Star Is Born or did he not direct a Star? Is Born? Um, I don't think he directed it. I could be very wrong. Don't you hate a Star Is Born? I do. I thought I thought he did. <laughs> that is correct, but. He did. I, he, he did. did. He yeah, did. yeah. So I'm I'm nervous with this maestro, but it looks interesting. I think, to say the least. Maestro. Yeah, I don't know much Have about you, it. I really? did. Okay. I did see a screen. Yeah, that. I just right knew that there. it was about Le- Leonard seen, Bernstein. Yeah. That was like I've seen only that. Thing. Yeah, that picture. And then, there, and everybody right. talking about the nose. That was yeah. really all that I. <laughs> Yeah. I really, I feel like this is a movie that's really trying to win an Oscar. Oh, for sure. Any, oh, as soon as you hard. see that, like, that, like, star-studded cast in a black-and-white movie, you're like, yeah. this is pining for an Oscar. It's really the nose. working. The, no- the nose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's a different maestro. Um... Sorry, and so uh, uh, I just showed the guys a picture of another movie called Maestro, and it was a penguin with, with like, a giant beak. Gigantic so. nose. Yeah, yeah, gigantic nose. The schnoz right there, tell you what. Silverman's now, in it. I, I will say In Maestro? That, in Maestro. I just looked at a, a shot of the... the uh, wait. The, of Maestro. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. There you go. Yeah. I don't That's know. That, that makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. I am not a Sarah Silverman fan. Personally, I like Carrie Mulligan though. I do love Carrie Mulligan, she and does. and I and I like Maya Hawk, but Sarah Silverman is a, uh, it's an interesting choice. I think I really like Carrie she Mulligan though from Drive. Oh sure. So I I'm like I'm kind of intrigued. What I think she could do a really good job in this type of role. It's a Netflix movie as well, mm. which makes me nervous. But it's supposed to be in theaters as well. At some point, but I'm not sure. It's I'm definitely going to check it out, like, yeah. no matter what. Like, yeah. It's definitely going to be an Oscar buzz movie, like, at, at its worst. Like, it's just going to be a movie that, like, gets nominated for the sake of being nominated, so I'll knock it off the list, but yeah. as I'm a whole. I'm still so excited just, just to hang out with the bros and whoever else decides to show for for the Oscar party this year. Hopefully every, every year. Hopefully the actors one. show. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, hopefully there's actually an Oscar party. I don't know. No matter what we'll have an Oscar it. party. No matter right. what we will have some kind of movie like the, yeah. a year in review celebration. Yeah. Like Even it if is they cancel it. Exactly. Like we, have to. we still have this. This we'll is going to be better exciting. picks anyways. That's yeah. No cap. <laughs> exactly. Not a single cap right there. I still have to gift myself the prize from last year for winning. I never I never got it. What was your what was the prize last year? The whale. Well, well it, it was it was the person can can choose whatever movie they wanted from that year's. Oh, that's right. Movies. And I was like, oh, I'll just pick the whale because I because it was like I you should do it. it. It's like on Amazon on Blu-ray for like thirteen dollars. Oh, nice. Okay. It's like 
weirdly cheap. I don't understand I why it. it's like I thought it was a sale, but it's been thirteen dollars for like a month and a half for now. A while. I'm like, okay. Cool. Funny enough, that is a movie that I would like to watch the special features for. I would yeah. honestly, that's a movie that I think you need to have like the behind the scenes. Yeah. Look at stuff I, I like that. I just want to hear like Brendan Fraser's take on the character. And well, with the um, A24 subscription, there's now an A24 app that you could download, and it oh. basically has. All of the uh, special features to like all of the oh, A24. Oh, that's Yo, cool. that's sick. It like, is actually really cool. Like, like all, all the little featurettes. Yeah, and like stuff. they have like the making of his suit on oh, the. Oh, that's like, nice. App. It's that's a, it's cool. actually crazy. I have it on my phone. Um, nice. But yeah, it's a, that dope. they just announced that. And I think that is like actually the greatest new benefit to this. Yeah, that's a good $5. benefit. Yeah, I've had it since the beginning, but they just announced it. But they they actually have that just. All basically all of them. They have like from like Ladybird. I watched some Greta Gerwig Ladybird special features. Nice. That's so cool. Dude, how yeah. how often time or how many times during the year do you get your little magazine? Is it like four times a year or something like that? It's at least four times a year. That's what that's, that's what it's they, probably they I think last year there was like five or six. But yeah. Nice. It's like every time they come out with one you get it. Um every time they like release a movie. They'll make Or no, movie. not it's not releasing a movie because they're coming out with movies like Every month, right? But because yeah. I was going to ask, did you get one for Talk to Me? That's why I was. No, like, I did not okay. get one for Talk to Me. I did get one for Past Lives. I don't know oh. if I showed you guys that one. Damn, that one's actually like a really sweet one, and like kind of makes you tear up a little bit. Oh. And that movie is on my is like is going to be on my top ten yeah. for twenty twenty three for sure. Oh, for sure, it's I can so see good. it being up there on the on the top for 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 twenty twenty three. There's not like there hasn't been a ton that I've come out that I've been better than that i mean but i i don't it can't be my top but no it, no, it no, is no definitely better than my my top right now as of right this very second i've only got six in there and it's it's oppenheimer asteroid yeah. city the, uh oh, yeah. across the spider-verse past lives susan may and uh mutant mayhem man nice. that mine might be well not susan may but it's, at least the top four is probably the same yeah I also feel like there are, there aren't a lot of movies that have come out this year that are as strong as even last year. For sure, I think, but I think it's also really difficult, like when like you're competing against like Oppenheimer. Yeah, like that's what I feel. I feel like movies are scared as well as the the strike. People don't want to compete with Barbie and Oppenheimer. It's the same thing that's as when um true. when like when like what was I think it was last year when Elden Ring came out and Legend of Zelda was supposed to put out their game and they were like nope yeah, they're, they're like, like we put it out that. the same year we're fucked we're not gonna yeah. do it yeah you're not gonna be so they did put it out the next year and then they'll win game of the year for fun. that year but they but like everybody that was putting out a game that year knew like it was a suicide mission you were not gonna you were not gonna be game of the year the same year Elden Ring came no. out and that's Oppenheimer you're not gonna be the Front runner of the year, Oppenheimer comes out. You'll be exactly. you'll be a thought. It's like, oh yeah, I saw Oppenheimer, and I also saw that one movie. What is it? Old Lives? Yeah. No, Past Lives. Oh yeah, that one. That one. That one. That one. That one. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> now I was gonna ask. Do you guys think that, that this is a serious question? Do do either of you think that the Oppenheimer will be a contender for set design up against Barbie? <laughs> I think it'll be a contender, but I think Barbie nominated. Yeah. yeah, I think Barbie has that that nomination specifically, like in the bag. It well, is. What a, about costume? Costume. I think Barbie also has in the bag. I don't know. Like, yeah, I agree. Like Barbie. I mean, because Barbie is like breaking the like movie industry. It is literally just outgrossed the Dark Knight. 
Yeah. Wow. Which is like it's the yeah, most it's profitable movie. Film from bros, bros everywhere are like no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. I mean, but it, it, I'm just thinking we'll be Mario, dude. Dear God. Yeah, when Something it beat Mario, that to, was like, such a fat throw. W. Yeah, I was like, fucking finally. Fuck Jesus. Mario. And I mean, I mean, like <laughs> they have they don't they haven't confirmed yet, but Oppenheimer I think is at 900 mil right now. Like it is almost hit it's the close. billion. But I think it I is. It's that. also like the like in the top 10 highest grossing R-rated movies of all time at this point. I saw that and I was actually deeply surprised. Which Same. I'm, I, I'm I didn't not, expect it to sa- breach like 500, honestly. Same. I, I, thought, I thought it was going to not even be like half of what Barbie was what was Yeah, in. because really Barbie Arbenheimer that. is part of the reason why. For sure. Yeah. I just thought like Barbie is a big name, big household name, PG-13 movie, so high, bigger audiences can see it. Like, it's a, it's a shorter movie. It's not, not not a high commitment. Like it had everything going for it to be a billion dollar movie. Oppenheimer, I was like, there's just no way. Like this has this is a three hour R rated movie. There's no way this movie makes makes as much money as as Barbie. And the fact that like it's not that far behind is like hell yeah, man. That's sick. It's kind of crazy because it makes me think about what type of audiences are seeing movies in the theater still. And you have Barbie, mm-hmm. just as you said, it's it's PG thirteen, so anybody can see it. So you really have anybody who could see it, but I would say when we were there, it looked like it was mainly kids from like probably ten, not really younger than that, but like yeah. ten and up to like, you know, middle-aged adults, kind of like that, right there in that age range. But then Oppenheimer was kind of the flip of that. It was like middle-aged adults to like older people who yeah. who, who grew there up. There were like with, eighty with year olds in that theater when we went. Right. I was like, this is crazy. But it's kind of, it's kind of crazy that like. That that was probably a big part of the crowd. Like was, my dad was, was even like, I might go to the movies and see that, and I'm like, that's crazy because the last time I got you in a movie theater was Revenge of the Sith, and you fell asleep. Oh my <laughs> 20 god! Twenty minutes into that movie, Dude. out like a light. I don't know Dude. how you fall asleep during Revenge of the Sith in a theater because Bro. that movie starts strong. And it's you just unadulterated chaos the for two crawl hours. Opens up with the with a word that says war. Yeah. <laughs> war exclamation mark. And it opens up with that boom. 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 Yeah. For like me, it's dips over like, like For me, it's when ju- when you they first introduce or not the, when they first introduce, but like when General Grievous gets off his ship and like the the orchestral music Dude, kicks in, yeah. you're like, yo, this guy fucks. Yeah, like, exactly. This is gonna be sick. And then yeah. he's dead two minutes later. <laughs> yeah, as a whole. I mean, such a classic George Lucas thing. He'll like introduce such like a badass designed villain, and then he'll just kill him. The, he didn't. The only the only time he didn't do that was for the Emperor. Which like, don't get me wrong, the Emperor is like cool looking, but design wise, he's literally just like a dude in a cloak. And then uh, Vader, where he kept around for like three movies. Yeah. But, I will say that he did not direct those movies by himself, so I would argue that it probably wasn't his fucking design or decision to do that. Where's so. the Where's the jar? We had a jar here. Oh, it's right I here in did. front of me. It's behind I, the mic. I, I hit it. I, I, hit, I it. hit it. I you hit, hit it. it? Interesting. I did. I did. 54, I, do I, 54 I I, I, episodes, I, I think. I need to actually bring money. We'll just, we'll just do this. There you go. He's just putting his whole credit card in there. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't want your debt. <laughs> I want right. your money, man. Just, I want I'll, your money. We could have, dude. You realize? I'll just I, put an IOU in there. So we could have paid. We probably could have paid the whole Podbean fee for the year. That's the plan for this next year. Nobody has to pay a dime except Matt. Technically, yeah, I'm but. gonna pay for it every week. I have to pay at least a dollar. <laughs> Man, well, speaking of having to pay at least a dollar to have fun, welcome to the Shot in the Chaser podcast, a podcast where hey we yo. take you on a ride to the world's worst place on earth, Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Bugs Bunny sings it, and it's it's great. Um, <laughs> interesting. All right, so uh, for the shot this evening, we had Nick Cage's Leaving Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, and as our chaser, we had a Looney Tunes, what I will call a hidden gem, Back in action. Hey, yo. <laughs> Sweet. Before we take you to the seventh circle of hell known as Las Vegas, what you guys been watching this week? So I actually got to watch. Uh, I brought it up earlier. Decided to, to hold my tongue. Uh, I, I watched Lars von Trier's The Idiots. I saw that. I did. How did that go? Yeah. It was it was okay. It was okay. Uh, like it, it it's definitely offensive for sure. Like I, I can see why why people do not like this movie. I decided to watch it just because it was brought up in conversation the the other week whenever we, we were over here. And I also watched um, a Carson Runquist video. He's like, you know, we brought him up in the past before. He's a, he's a popular film YouTuber. Right. He brought up that, that he had watched it and he even recommended it. And whenever he watches disturbing stuff and he likes it, I tend to also like it as well. Yeah. But, okay. but when he likes more lighthearted stuff, that's where I kind of veer from his taste. But yeah. Yeah, like... I watched it. I enjoyed it. Uh, as much as you can enjoy watching pieces of shit, you know, you know, like you know what I'm saying. Like, what I do mean, you mean? I, and I mean that in, in terms, like in terms of the of characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because because the movie, people could even argue that that this is a piece of shit movie. I mean, it's because it's filmed on a digital camera. All the scenes are pretty much played out, uh, no cuts or anything in between. There's just long takes of just people doing shit, and you have to watch it. Um, it's it's movies like this that uh, it makes me kind of think of, funny enough, Who Killed Captain Alex and stuff like that. Not in terms of content, but because it almost reminds me that anybody can make a movie about anything at any time. Now, this movie is about some weird stuff. I would not recommend this for everyone to watch. Uh, like I said, it's very controversial. It's very strange. I'm reading the the synopsis of it now because in my mind, this is it was not about what I'm looking at right now. And I'm very much like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. 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 It's very controversial. Okay. <laughs> Before you go any further, do you know how much the movie costs to make? Oh God! Okay, so this is probably like like a gummo thing. This is gonna it? be no. This is gonna hurt you. Like this oh, is. Let me ask. Did you no. like this movie? I'm hoping yeah. it cost I mean, like it less fine. than half a million to make. Okay. Okay. What do you got? This is my favorite game on I this guess. show. Yeah. As I, wow. I mean, just based off of what I saw. Oh my God! I may max two hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so two point five million dollars. Holy Whoa. God! For what? Okay, and, okay, and and that's not even the worst part though. How much what? do you think this movie makes? Oh my god! No way! Well, I'm I'm no, hoping they, it's like I'm, I'm less guess, than a million. I'm gonna guess ten mil. Ten mil? 
I'm saying a million. Seven thousand two hundred and thirty-five dollars. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that should have been the fucking budget. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if you watch this movie, I swear to God, it's like watching Inland Empire, dude. <laughs> but 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 and but Inland I didn't Empire realize there was a movie like about people pretending to be like mentally like, handicapped. Yeah, that's yeah. What fucked. So yeah. so what it is is like and 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 that's what I mean. If you like to watch the worst of the worst humans or characters, like yeah. people who were written to be the worst of the worst humans on the face of the earth, then yes, I would check this out. Same if, reason if you, you watch not, uh, Shallow. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The fact, like, if you like, if you like to look into movies like Sallow, you will enjoy looking into this movie just because of how dark and how bleak the characters' outlooks on life are. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there's no reason to watch it. Like, I, I, w- I wouldn't advocate for someone to watch. It. I would, I wouldn't advocate and be like, "This is Lars von Trier's best movie. You should go check it out." That, that's up to you to decide. I totally understand why people are offended by it. Right. It makes 100% sense. I would have to check it out mainly because it's part of his Dogma 95, like, experiment, which I, I would love. I've always wanted to try the Dogma 95 challenge in, in my filmmaking. So just knowing that this is on there, like, I technically have to watch it if I ever go through his Dogma 95 filmography. Yeah, I, I did hear a little bit about that, and I do know that... You know, I saw the little nice certificate at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. It's a Dogma 95. It's like a set of, like, very hyper-specific rules for making making a movie. And it's just, like, it's very... It's 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 interesting. Um, I don't think it's... I don't think it's difficult to, like, make the movie that, it, like, at face value. But when you start, like, getting into the movie, you're like, this is so difficult. Like, I think, like, you can't have a score or anything like that. And, yeah, like, it yeah, all has to be... No, there's no score in it. Yeah. Yep, and there's uh, apparently I know one of the rules because he brought it up in, a, in an interview with uh, for Canes whenever this or Cans whenever yeah. this was premiered, it was for uh, uh, he said that that one of the rules is that it can't be a genre film. Yeah, so like that that was one thing that he brought up, and this is definitely not a genre. Film. <laughs> I mean, this is not a genre. I film can't at believe all. you watched it. <laughs> um, I thought. I I, th- I thought it was it was fine. It's 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 more of an interesting thought experiment. Just to once again, look at these characters. Oh my god, I can't believe that's what they're doing. Let's talk about why that's wrong. If you don't get a kick out of that, just don't watch it. Right. It's not. It's just not worth your time. And it's it's yeah. just. It's it's not well, there. I'm glad you watched it so that we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't know if I'd watch that movie, honestly. Please don't make us watch it for the that's pod. Okay. I know that was like a conversation at one point. That's that's why I ended up watching it. Funny <laughs> enough, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I I was also going to say that that I ended up watching um, a Nightmare on on um, on Elm Street four as well. Progression. That movie, not as good as number three at all. Sad. But. It was still better than two, and I will consider that a win. <laughs> Not better than oh. one, dear God, no. But but better than two. Two two so far has been the low point of the series. But I know that it's only going downhill from here, baby. Yeah, so but here say, it's, we it's, go. You're, you're definitely about to start getting into the real bullshit and, of the yeah. series. Remind me how many are there again? Okay, so so, so 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 what it is is the first <laughs> one, the second one, and and then there's oh and this is the third, where they fourth, mix. fifth. With which Freddy is which is Jason. like like a, a trilogy, yeah. Yeah. And so so first, second, third, fourth, fifth is a trilogy, and then there's six, which is like, I think, Freddy's dead or something like that. And then you have New Nightmare, which is seven. Yeah. And then you have 
the remake. Well, technically, Freddy vs. Jason came out next, and then the remake. So there's technically eight, or so excuse me, nine. Is there something you plan on going to after Nightmare No? Well, I still have to watch Friday's remake movie. Oh, okay. And then, and then we're going to cap off Friday and Nightmare at the same time with Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, okay. Which, from my memory, is enjoyable enough. It's definitely not a perfect movie at all, but it's so stupid and, and funny um, that I'm down to, to at least give it another yeah. shot. Where am I going to go after this? I kind of want to give my... I kind of want to give Texas Chainsaw a shot, but I I am almost like so. I I almost kind of want to pump the brakes only because, as soon as you leave Friday and Nightmare and and Halloween, which Halloween I think has been the strongest one, funny enough, out of out of out of all of these franchises I've watched. Not surprised by that at all, actually. Right. So, yeah. but um. But Texas Chainsaw, I'm very worried only because the first and the second are so good. I oh, it gets so I, bad. I have no idea how they because I've I've also heard people's reviews of those and they just say that they're abysmal after. And we're about movie. to enter October, which yes. is the funny part about it. It's like we you are. might be like done with this like weird horror genre you're in going in October, but I know well, you you no, won't I be mean, done. Listen, You'll find another I mean, avenue. Like, well, I, look, dude, I, it's listen. time to just come to terms with the fact that the next series you're going to watch is Saw, so that you can be ready for Saw, Saw 10. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Saw Saw is is a really good contender for 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 Saw 10. I will say that I did want want to throw this out. I forgot to log it, so I almost flew, yeah. flew out of my memory. I wanted to say that I also watched cuz this is a heavy recommend. If you haven't seen it, Shout out to Jared for bringing it up to me. Uh, I have to actually get the name right. I think it's the the Beyond. Oh, Far Beyond or, or From Beyond or something like that. No, it's actually the Beyond. That's the Beyond. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's that's the one that I watched. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So little. He was just talking about that at the, at the pool party. <laughs> yeah, the Beyond. Really good. Really really. Uh, it, it's a oh. it's a. Um, what was I gonna say? Grindhouse feature. So ah, I see. Really fun. I'll just stick to stuff like that. If if, if the if the franchises let me down, which they are, which they do. That's like they, that's they like have, what they do. Yeah, that's that that that's part of the of, of, of the charm of them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll I'll just go back to like Grindhouse movies. But all right. Sorry. That's enough about that shit. What did you watch, Joey? Yeah. So I I saw two movies this week. Um, the first one I watched was See How They Run. It was recently added to Hulu again. I saw it in theaters when it came out. I'm a huge fan. Oh, is that of the Saoirse Sir- Ronan movie? Saoirse How Ronan is it? And Sam Rockwell. I love. I gave it a four and a half when I saw it in theaters. I thought it was amazing. I watched it again. I gave it the same score. I I think that if this movie were to come out in September this year, it would be one of the better movies. It'd probably be my top one of, in my top five. Damn. It is very funny. You I get did like see this. That. Yeah, it's like. Like, Sam Rockwell is this, like, cop that's been doing it a little too long, and he's just kind of, like, haphazardly doing his job, and Saoirse's on new to the job, right. and, like, writing everything down, and she's, like, almost overdoing it, but almost in a good way, and I love it just because of, like, these two characters, because it's basically them. It's yeah. a murder mystery as well. So right up you, your alley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you don't love murder mysteries, and and they actually like joke on that. It's like like the beginning is like if you've seen a murder mystery, you've seen them all. Yeah, they literally say that multiple times in the movie. 
it's it's almost like making a joke at that and it's like you know how this ends and you know what's going to happen but just like kind of enjoy the the ride and they they kind of like play on that cool. loved it would could not recommend it more it's so good and it went so under the radar it, it did, did not make yeah. its money it back was, it was people so, forgot about it it yeah. was literally swept on the rug yeah it, was, it, was there it like went it was straight gone. to venue like when it came it was like in Regal yeah. for like two weeks and then immediately popped over to venue just, and that's why i wanted to see it again at theaters and i couldn't i didn't i didn't end up going to a venue either so when that's i saw it on hulu i was like i've got to watch this again for sure and then i then i watched a movie that's been recommended to me multiple times called the fighter Sure you guys that's crazy. a perfect movie it's that so is such good. a good movie it's uh david o russell the guy who did um american hustle and joy and all of those amsterdam movies. amsterdam <laughs> yes and amsterdam is his worst movie oh for sure <laughs> like easily and uh the fighter i was blown away by christian bale it, it like watching this movie you see what how mcconaughey did what he did in i already forgot the movie again but um where he's the drug addict. You you literally said it to me yesterday. About what's not that? Dallas Buyers Club. It is Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, that that's a good movie. Yeah, that's so you know how like movie. McConaughey gets like real skinny and he's like yeah. on drugs. Christian Bale's like doing crack in this movie. Yeah, because Christian Bale's a, is a thin as a rail. Yeah, exactly. In that movie. So it, that that's where like I, I kind of see the correlation between those two performances, and it just like it blew me away. I think it's the best performance I've ever seen. Christian Bale do and um, Mark Wahlberg, Amy Adams even was amazing in it. Yeah, it, it blew me away. It's also based on a true story about these real life boxers, and um, which I think also like sucked me in because I love that kind of stuff. For sure. Yeah, I I am I, I gave it a five. I loved it so much. I thought nice. it was so good. That's a great movie. Yeah, still so haven't seen it, but it sounds awesome. Yeah, I recommend. That's yeah, a high because, recommend. Yeah, yeah, because because yeah. of both of your recommendations, I should yeah, definitely I check it out. It's really, really, really. I saw that like in Bronson, like back to back one night, and I was just like, "This is such a good." It's it's definitely not the same thing, but like it was it was great. I I do also recommend the fighter. What else did you watch? You watch that was it. Okay, that was all I watched. What did you watch? All right, so I I'm gonna take an L this week. I didn't get around to watching a lot of movies. I got pretty swamped with overtime, and then we had the Jared Kritzer pool party, um, which Matt and I performed a set together. Um, yeah. it was not great. It was <laughs> Matt, awesome. Matt, Dude, Matt I crushed watched a video of it. It was amazing. It no. was so <laughs> Matt crushed it. Matt was so, so good on Okay, I'm gonna be really clear because I think that at this point in this show we've been doing it for a really long time. It's no secret. Um I got to this this pool party and it's been sober summer, but I was saving up for like this day. I'm like, today's the day. Like Jared always throws these crazy pool parties, like yeah. I need to get I need to fuck around and find out and i smoked smoked a little bit of weed had a couple beers from the keg but right when i walked in my friend looks at me and she's like hey do you want <laughs> she's like do you want any shrooms and i didn't even oh. think i was like sure and so i just she had like these it was like chocolate it was like shrooms baked into chocolate that, so it kills the disgusting taste and pop one of those in. It wasn't anything crazy. She was like, it's going to make you, like, micro-trip. Like, yeah. you'll get, like, some swirl at, at best. And, man, we got on stage, and I, like, looked at Matt, and I was like, I don't remember a single word of what we made. <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't remember anything. And, like, even, like, in between every song, I was just, like, looking at the crowd, like, dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. 
It was a good night. I was there. Yeah, yeah it was a good time. Was oh, good man, time. You, were, you, looked, you looked mad, and I felt so bad. I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad at all. I'm, I'm still not mad about it. Like, you could be I, mad. I had a good time. Dude, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> it, it literally was just, we were just doing it for fun. I'm not. I, I, right I, when it I, ended. I, I just want to free you from, at least, like, Bless. If, you, if, you, if you feel bad, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sorry that, that you feel bad, but I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, I guess. Bless. I guess the best way to say it. I, it, it was funny because, like, I felt, I felt terrible getting off, like, getting, quote-unquote, off the stage. And as I'm, like, walking away, Jared grabs me and he was like, that was the most deranged thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, is that good or bad? And he's like, that was awesome. Okay, well, there you go. Like, okay. It's worth it. Though. All right. Also, the party likes it. Who cares? Like, it, it was perfect. So I was super busy with that for most of the week, and then we went to a um, an oddities convention like the next day. So like, it was awesome. I really only had time to watch the movies, but like when I wasn't watching the movies, Molly and I are starting to settle into fall. Like, oh, yeah. pop, fall drinks are starting to show up. So HBO randomly announced um, that they're pulling over the garden wall. What? Every streaming service is pulling it. And then I was like, oh, I'll just buy it on DVD. Can't buy it on DVD. So, oh no! So fuck you, idiots! I went, I went and torrented it, Blu-ray with the special features, because clearly streaming doesn't know how to fucking work anymore. So I have to steal everything like a fucking child. <laughs> so at one point in time, it was released. It, yeah, but it's like a rarity now. Like it's like a collectible to like nice. get it on Blu-ray at this point. So or Damn. DVD. So I torrented it. Well, some 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 very kind soul put it on the on the torrent. Thank you, Redacted. But yeah, right. I, I was able to I was able to get that, so we're gonna watch that once like fall actually starts. But Molly and I are making our annual rewatch through Gravity Falls, nice. which Very cool. you both should watch. I love Gravity Falls. Isn't That's that the, such a good yeah, show? I watched it like in high school. I loved it so much. It's so fun. I was like embarrassed. I remember because I thought I felt like it was a kids show, but right? I loved it so much. I thought it was so funny. When Molly and I first started dating, she was like. We were like, we need to each, like, watch a show that we each like. So, like, I was like, let's... She was like, what do you want me to watch? I was like, Twin Peaks. And I was like, what do you want me to watch? She's like, Gravity Falls. And I'm like, you're going to be watch a fucking kid's show? And she was like, just just trust me. And I mean, yeah. like, yeah, like, ten episodes in. I was like, this is the... One, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Two, I'm enthralled. I need to know what the secrets are in this, this universe. Yeah. And eventually I realized they're the exact same show. Right. <laughs> Twin Peaks and Gravity Falls, very similar shows. Because um, they're definitely, like, Gravity Falls is spooky and kind of has that, like, haunted feeling that I feel like David Lynch brings to all of his movies. There's even, like, a scene in the first season where Dipper goes to, like, a restaurant to meet up with little Gideon about something. Yeah. And it's designed, like, the restaurant's designed, like, the Red Room. Oh, my God. Like, it's got the red curtains, the floor, the chairs are the same. I'm like, that's funny. And, like, just, like, the weird lore behind Gravity Falls, like, outside of the show and, like... There's yeah. so much in it that's crazy. Like, if you ever have the time, you'd want to fall down a rabbit hole. Check it out. Watch the show, and then look up the Gravity Falls treasure hunt. That was like one of the most insane things I'd ever seen in my life. Oh my like, goodness! Because when good. when the show ended, there was like a like a worldwide treasure hunt that went on to find like some. I think it was Bill Cipher's treasure, and like people had to like call random like phone numbers they had to like go to tops of buildings and like look at patterns in the street like it was crazy it took i think like two years to solve the whole oh, the whoa. whole puzzle yeah nice it was it was fucking wild that's pretty cool i thought that was i thought so yeah amazing yeah, show awesome. and we're, we're re-watching it right now we were literally watching it like right before you guys got here so nice. we're about halfway through the first season again um 
I will watch movies next time, but yeah, I only had time to watch Leaving Las Vegas. The shows or what? Are they? Oh, yeah, I mean, you you watch the movies that, that yeah. matter. And so then this morning, go. I got to work and I was like, I'm gonna watch Looney Tunes back in action while I'm in the office. And so I watched that while I was in the office, which really like was a amazing way to start my day. <laughs> it's literally so easy to just watch it. It's so fast. It's it's great. Well, let's get into it then. Right. Let's start with Leaving Las Vegas. Matt, what is Leaving Las Vegas about? Yeah, so Leaving Las Vegas was directed by Mike Figgis. Came out in 1995. And the tagline goes like this. I love you the way you are. Oh. And then the... <laughs> <laughs> and then the the summary follows ben sanderson an alcoholic hollywood screenwriter who lost everything because of his drinking arrives in las vegas to drink himself to death there he meets and forms an uneasy friendship and non-interference pact with prostitute sarah sarah with an e with an, with an e, e. e. And no H. No H. Yeah. That's how you know she's a prostitute because she spelled her name wrong. <laughs> and then Ben with an M. <laughs> oh yeah. You know how many different ways there are to spell Ben. I. uh... How do I word this? Fuck you. Um, that's that's how Fuck I word me. this. Why? I mean, I wasn't. Listen, I wasn't the one who came out the gate saying this was worth our time. All right. You made me go back to Las Vegas. Oh yes. I mean, the that's worst. True. Place, Two times in a row. The worst place on earth. At least Looney Tunes made it like fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. This like painted a very like I spent like half a week in Las Vegas and I saw all of these things happen. Right. And Ooh. I was like, this is not interesting. The scene where she's on the bridge talking to the frat guys, that the, the building right behind her is the hotel I stayed in. That is the bridge that I had to take every fucking day to get anywhere in that stupid city. <laughs> stupid cesspool of a garbage sewer dump there, city. There you go. Fuck that whole city. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. That's how I feel about that city, and I've never been there. Don't ever go. Just from this movie. Horrible place. Yeah, I just, right off the bat, I will say that I think that this movie does it, it, it it's not that it's trying to, to throw out Las Vegas with its with its movie. Yeah. But it definitely doesn't paint it in a in a great yeah. light. But I feel like there are moments where like it's trying to almost be like, but sometimes dreams do come true in Las Vegas and it's like, dude, no, nothing good no story ends well in Las Vegas. I think I said it on the last episode, I'll say it again. I went to Las Vegas and doubled my money while I was there easily will never go like there is nothing that could make me go molly wants me to take her for her 40th birthday and i'm like i hope i'm dead by then like i honestly right, was like i would rather God. be dead than have to go there ever uh, again well it's like it's funny because if you're gonna go and, and if you're gonna be comfortable you'd have to have so much money it seems like in, in, uh, in, in order for it to be like, yeah. but like, what are you going to do? Just gamble degenerately. That's, that's what I'm saying is like, Dude, what are you that's gonna do? all you, when You're we only go into to spend money, that's yeah. it. When it's we like, got there, like we stayed at, at the Excalibur, which is the one that looks like a, like a castle. Um, yeah. there's a, there's a medieval times literally inside of the, the hotel. Um, every hotel has a casino in it like a, a humongous yeah. casino and like a lot of it is digital now like you don't even have like people you don't have a lot of people like at tables anymore a lot of shit was just all done like by an algorithm um but i mean i remember that like the first two hours we were there we watched someone get like tackled to the floor and arrested 
we um we i mean when you're gambling there are people that are just constantly coming up to you like do you want to drink do you want to drink do you want to drink and if it's not someone asking you for if you want to drink it's a homeless guy being like can i have five dollars can i have five dollars let me just hold five man and and it's just so unfathomably not fun it just reeks of menthol cigarettes the saddest thing i think i saw the entire time we were in vegas it's burned in my head. This like oh, when you were like, "We're doing a Las Vegas episode." I was like, "God damn it!" Now I have to think yeah, about this stupid woman. Uh, we're in. It was like it was like a. It was one morning. It was in the morning, which is what made it even worse. It's like t- eight between like eight and ten a.m. I don't know. We were pretty fucked most of that that trip. The only way to get through it. But we were. I was coming downstairs from our hotel room, and we're in like the main area, and I see this woman, and she's sitting at a slot machine, and in one hand she has a stroller which she's rocking back and forth. And in the other hand, she's pulling that lever just over and over again. I was like, this sucks. This is awful. Yeah. I am so sad being here. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, dude, I will say that that this movie does give that same exact reason. Or yeah. the, the, the same exact feelings. Like, this sucks. I am so sad that I have to watch this happen <laughs> in front of me. And yeah. this is not good. Yeah. This is just a sucky situation. Agreed. Jesus. But yeah, I... Dude, right off the bat, this this movie did not make me want to go to Las Vegas. Your your story of Las Vegas... I mean, already, it didn't... I didn't have a burning desire to go. But now I'm even more like, oh, God. I, I yeah. don't see why i would want to go but and this yeah. is the most unlikable i've ever seen nick cage yeah honestly i get that he's so obnoxious but in a way that's yeah. like not fun yeah and just annoying like not I, I get like what the movie's trying to do of like this is the, this is the rock bottom man this is what rock bottom looks like and it's like no this is a guy that like first of all we don't know the synopsis is like he he lost everything because he has a drinking problem. And it's like I don't think that I don't think that's ever Tech, confirmed. Yeah, wait, was he makes confirmed? a comment at the beginning. He's like, "Did I lose everything because I'm drinking, or did I start drinking because I lost everything?" And then he just know. burns all of his shit. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. all right. And then he goes to Vegas to drink himself to death, which he seems insanely bad at because it's like he's drunk throughout the whole movie, but it's like drinking yourself to death is like a like a one night thing. Like, <laughs> Seriously, in Las Vegas in the nineties. He got $500 for that watch. He could have easily drank himself to death that night. Right. But he doesn't. Because he doesn't... And in my mind, I'm like, this is maybe him saying, I don't really want to die. I need to find a reason to live. And it's just not there. And he weirdly wraps up Sarah in the middle of this. And then you quickly realize that Nick Cage is not even the protagonist of this movie. But Sarah is the protagonist of this movie. And he's just the dead weight that, I guess, catapults her out of this and gets her to leave Las Vegas. And it's just like... I don't, I don't empathize with any of these characters that the movie's constantly being like, these people are trying their best, and it's like, no, they're not. They both have a car that can easily exit this place and do something other than this, and they both actively choose to keep doing it. She gets free from her pimp, but stays with Nick Cage in Las Vegas, even though, like, they're already on thin ice. It's just, it's just, like, reckless decision after reckless decision after reckless decision from a narrative that's constantly being like sad isn't it it's like i have no empathy for people that are not willing to help themselves like if you're not willing to help yourself like that's on you dude i got better shit to do yeah right yeah i now i i will agree that uh these these characters are in their own way they have their own fucked up nature Mm -hmm. personally i took away that really the meaning was 
what was less about the story itself because I didn't even do I didn't even get the ending of it like that which is what I'm not saying that it was wrong but it's like I didn't I didn't understand the the meaning of the ending I was just like oh it's, she's she's in therapy and that's just how it's gonna end sure like I, th- I thought it was just a very kind of loose way to tie everything together but that makes a lot more sense okay it was her reason to leave Las Vegas that makes sense and then also it's called leaving Las Vegas yeah. I get that Nick Cage totally, dies 100%. so I mean yeah, yeah like right. leave Las Vegas but what I saw the the movie as being, but I still I still agree with you. It's like this this doesn't justify me. I'm not gonna come out and be like I loved it, it because of this. Yeah, it was just this, this is how I saw it. I saw more of the movie putting more emphasis on them. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, being un- like this is what unconditional love really looks like and yeah. it's like crazy that we'd find it here right with with, with these two <laughs> we found ups. love in a homeless right. place and, and like uh, yes that is an interesting concept but does that these are two people that shouldn't be in the same room together and, and also I'm saying like are you saying that love is impossible unless it's with two fuck ups like this Spontan- like, people that are com- completely combustible like. right and, and I'm not trying to, like, call anyone out. Like, you can do whatever you want with your life. As long, yeah. as, as, long as it stays out of my business and doesn't harm me, then, like, do whatever you want. But, like, the, uh, like, drinking yourself to death and, like, this, this weird relationship with, like, being a sex worker. You know, it's like you like it, but you don't like it. You, you, you don't want to be abused, but you kind of want to be abused because you kind of like it. It's, like, it's just strange. And, like, I feel like both of these characters liked what they were doing with their lives more than who they were sharing their lives with. That's why it comes down to that conclusion of like, this is who I am and you're going to have to take me for what I am. Right. You're going to be with me. Nick Cage says that about him being drunk. Sarah says that about her being a sex worker. Essentially is like, I'm doing this. I don't care what you say. I, this isn't going to change. Right. This so is what I'm doing. Yeah, and he's the me. same way where he's like, you can't tell me to stop drinking. And she was like, you got it. Which is so interesting because she, <laughs> I, oh my god, it, like both just j- just seem like it would be so hard to live with. But that hundred proof breath, bro, I don't yeah. know if I could handle Oof. someone kissing me with that every moment of the day. I'd be like, oh my god, dude, you, dude. You, but she's also like kind of nuts because like there's this yeah. the scene where he comes in with like the bloody face and she's like, your blood tastes good, and it's like that's a that weird thing to wild. say to another person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was. But then, but then again, she's also like messed up. She's she's like you know been been cut and stuff like that, like during during sex. Like, so I, so I get. I feel like they were perfect for each other. I just wish they would just get their act together. I'm like, right. come on, guys! Like you have found the answer that you've been searching for. Right. Why not? Like it's literally right in front of you. Stop drinking. Like right, yeah, it's like it, well, that's it, the biggest. But go see a doctor, literally. I'm not going to see a doctor. Right? <laughs> yeah, like like that was his. I guess make I guess him go that, see a doctor. Call the ambulance. Honestly, yeah, I guess. Like, it, but like, but that's the whole qualm with the movie, yeah. right? Is like, I will only be with you if you let me be the way that I am. Because the moment she says you got to get help, he cheats on yeah. her. Yeah, because it's just like he's just like I don't I, I don't care enough. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and. I mean, the whole point of the movie is that, like, that's all they're trying to say is, like, they, you just need to accept me as I am. Right. I'm going to kill myself with alcohol. And they kind of enter into that agreement even at the beginning of the relationship. That's true. I think I was, like, also kind of hoping that, like, yeah, by the end, like, I've never read the book. So I was hoping, like, oh, maybe, like, someone here gets their act together and, like, gets one person 
like it creates like a chain effect of like oh well he's getting his shit together and he's gonna like him getting his shit together is what makes her gets her get her shit together and like they leave las vegas like better people and it's like no like you just have to somehow dig deeper than rock bottom and watch the only person who's ever quote-unquote cared about you die in front of you yeah. And then you leave Las Vegas, and it's like all this literally could have been avoided with one nine one one call. Like, hey, my boyfriend has alcohol poisoning. Please come get him. What is he gonna do? Nothing. He can barely walk. They're going to yeah. take him, hook him to an IV, throw him in rehab. He'll get his shit together, and then be like, "Wow, all right, I'm good." Also, what the fuck's up with your family, dude? What the fuck is that? You clearly had a family that is never mentioned other than the picture, but he keeps having flashbacks to it. It's like, okay, so you care about this family. Why are you not, like, I just, I don't know. I feel like I didn't have enough information about Nick Cage, Nick Cage's character. And it's just, like, it's hard, again, it's hard to empathize with him. Because it's, like, it seems like you're doing this all on purpose. And it feels like more of, like, a weird cry for help than, like, an actual, like, I'm having a complete, like, disconnect from reality. What is so weird is that watching the idiots alongside of this movie, there are so many correlations between this these these, these two movies. It's fucking insane. Interesting. Um, sorry, but yeah, that's just that's just a side note because like everything you just said could be applied to the idiots. I swear to God, but but it, it's it's actually kind of yeah. surreal. But um, yes, like I, I I definitely agree. I don't understand what the exact reason is why he's doing this, and I think I'm just left. It's not that I'm taking this out on the movie itself. But, no, 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 no. But, but the movie, I don't think it's trying to get us to necessarily empathize with, with these characters. But at the same time, I think we're meant to see the love, I guess, that this relationship is able to be built on. And, I, I mean, do you guys think that this movie is trying to get us to empathize with them? Do you guys think it's just, once again, just trying to get us to see that the beauty of their love. I think what like you Nick Cage's performance in this movie is a big indicator that like you should not be taking him seriously at all. Like I'm going right. to be as zany. I'm not going to act like a real person even. Uh, he felt like someone trying to imitate Nick Cage. <laughs> it, it didn't feel like like the the That's Nick so Cage accurate. that I, I actually know and love, um, those weird zany moments that he has, it felt like he was doing it almost over the top. Like, okay, no, I'm gonna be ridiculous. Uh, I actually read somewhere that he was like to like learn to prepare for this role. He would actually get drunk and like film himself getting drunk and mimic those. Uh, actual thing like he would watch the the videos back and mimic himself Dude. being drunk and i can only imagine nick cage drunk right what oh and yeah apparently when he was younger especially during this time he's a madman too like oh, we've heard man. the stories he's he's confessed to these stories of you know when he was younger he just kind of did what he yeah. did to survive off the rails off yeah. them beans so i imagine that like th- him portrayed being drunk in this movie maybe isn't too far off to who he actually was as a person but it still felt like you can't take this guy seriously at all true so it's it's kind of like whatever whatever emotion you you had with the character it's like i just 
the the characters kind of out of left field. So yeah, like, exactly. I don't really, I don't really know how to connect. Yeah, to that's him. how I felt. Too, I get that. I did feel that way about Sarah. I felt like sometimes her performance was a little wooden, and I was like, not trying to completely drag it through the mud. I just think some areas it works and some it doesn't. Like. Like, how do you compete with Nick Cage? Like, how are you a scene partner with that type of level? I get that. I I, I get that. It's very, I guess, gonzo, as everyone calls it. But, yeah. What did did you think? Do you think think the movie's trying to, like, cause us to to be empathetic towards these characters? I think that it's trying to give you, make you have, almost force an emotional reaction out of you. Because, like, there's nothing that really goes on in the movie that where I'm like, I am shocked. And I am devastated. Like, there are definitely fucked up things that happen in the movie, but it all just feels kind of like, um... It feels kind of... Forced feels really shitty thing to say, because there are some definitely, like, horrifying things that happen. Like, like Sarah is assaulted towards the end of the movie, and it's, it's brutal. You know, you don't see it, but, like, it's, in, it's, like, indicated that it's a pretty brutal altercation um yeah that kind of messed me up a little bit after that like because it comes out of nowhere it was so there is no like warning to it it is so left field and it's just like it it's it's one of those things where i'm like i don't feel like this enhanced the story it just kind of felt but again it could be in the book i don't know so i I don't want to be like they just added that like it it could very well have happened in the book but i i for the movie i was like this feels very out of pocket very weird I feel like maybe the only reason why they they did that, not to deter from what you were saying, but but the only reason why they were doing that is looking back on the movie is just to have the scene with the cabbie who says like you you could have anybody you want, and then she goes back to Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. I I also felt like the first twenty minutes of the movie, I really felt like I was going into a comedy. Like I thought it was going to be a funny movie. The way Nick Cage is acting, it's very. Like he he's it, it reminded me a little bit of like American Psycho, um, yeah, a little at, bit especially right, at the beginning yeah, where it's like it's this madman, yeah, he's just who's like good in the business. He's just yeah. drinking all the time, but he's got this high paying job. It looks like that's even giving him this severance that yeah. more than he was expecting. And I I thought it was going to be similar to that, and then it goes like very dark, which I I honestly wish it would have been a little bit more lighthearted. I didn't. I wasn't expect the. I wasn't expecting the subject matter to be so heavy, and and to be uh, this dark. For I, I think even for like a. I think the Nick Cage casting, kind of ruined the heaviness of this movie. Because like even when he does dark movies, like he's such a char- literally like a character that it's yeah. like all right, well it, it, this isn't that heavy, and then it just it kept getting heavier and it would try to cut the tension with like nick cage humor that it lands but i don't know there is something very like un incorrect about this movie that i can't put my finger on i didn't i wouldn't even say like i had a bad time watching it i would never watch it again i my highlights would be the angelo bottolamenti ripoff score the the you like the score i liked half of the score when it wasn't that one song constantly playing i loved it when it was just like the freeform jazz that would play i'm like yeah this feels like some something out of a david lynch movie and when it would lean into that i'm like let's go but then it would just play that one song again i'd be like oh my god please there are other songs that were written at this time (laughs) you can't keep playing the same fucking song movie's way too long it's only like two hours and i'm like this is so long why is this movie it, not it ending? It feel a little long, for sure. I, I just, I felt like my, uh, 
it's a good movie. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a bad movie. Like in the object, from the objective standpoint, it is a good movie. It is filmed well. It has a good story with and with you know important messages to learn. I would say and a good look at like just like what what rock bottom looks like and how how much lower rock bottom can truly get even when you think you're already there. I just think that the movie's kind of a drag to get through and it doesn't necessarily all it does is just confirm to me like yeah if you go to las vegas like and you had a good time you might be a piece of shit like, yeah. that's that's Literally. it maybe you should drink yourself to death maybe you Who should knows? drink maybe do the world a favor and drink yourself to death <laughs> yeah, right i said it in my review and you sent me a screenshot of it i mean it wholeheartedly when i say it I wish that everybody in Las Vegas would get together and they would burn that city to the ground with all <laughs> yeah. these fucking people in it. The world would be a it. better place without your gigantic light orchestra in the yeah, middle of the right. fucking desert. Well, that's true, but will people give it up? No. Hell no, no. they'll still there'll always be some homeless guy being like, "Let me hold $5" and some stupid fucking mother rocking her crying baby with one hand. And playing the slots with the other, you should have you, CPS should fucking take your kid, you awful degen mother. Yeah, I mean, hey, welcome, welcome to modernity. So wait, what are we, what are we giving this, the, this movie, guys? Oh, I gave it a two. Oh, oh wow, yeah, I wow. did not enjoy low, watching low, this. Low, low, low. I gave it a three, and I felt like I was being generous, yeah. and I think that that was more from the objective standpoint. On an enjoyability, I would have to go with Joey, like total two. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think, I think I'm gonna go with. Right now, I'm gonna give it a three. Like I, I on on a really good day, I would probably give it like a three and a half. But if I had never gone to Las Vegas, I would have given this like a higher rating. Yeah, just being there and being like, this is exactly right. I give it that also the credit for the portrayal of Las Vegas being the worst place on earth. Great. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, whatever. It it it's fine. I'm surprised that that this thing has a uh, a. A three point seven. It's a pretty high score. Yeah, on, on, on Letterbox. <laughs> so people I was like, like this movie. Okay, I sure. don't get it. But I mean, speaking about another movie that that has uh, a, a little bit of a higher rating than what I was expecting, um, we have the second movie on our list. Let's do this. Let's movie get into the chaser. Back in action, baby. A movie that I can definitely say nice things about. Matt, what is Looney Tunes back in action about? Yeah, it was directed by Joe Dante, came out in 2003, and the tagline goes like this, Real life has never been so animated. And the summary follows. Fed up with all the attention going to Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck quits Hollywood, teams up with recently fired stuntman Damian Drake Jr., and embarks on a round-the-world adventure along with Bugs and the VP of Warner Brothers. Their mission? Find Damian's father... And the missing Blue Diamond, and stay one step ahead of the Acme Corps. Good lord, who this is a wants lot. the diamond for their own purpose? That's a long fucking summary for this movie. It should not have been that long. No, yeah. also wrong. Davy does not quit. He is fired. Yeah, he literally doesn't quit. And also, it's not a Blue Diamond. It's the Blue Monkey. Yeah, the Blue Monkey. You piece of shit. You piece also, of Joe shit. Da- Joe Dante, guy who did the, the guy who did Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, which it works. And Gremlins too. I, I I didn't know he did both, but that but that's pretty dope. And so. Small Soldiers. This guy this guy's got quite a repertoire. Yeah. For that time period, making children's movies, he really knew what he was doing. Honestly, I, so I, this was not my first time seeing Looney Tunes back in action. I had, I had it on DVD as a kid and I, I watched it probably like on a semi-weekly basis. I thought it was really funny and I was honestly very afraid 
when you were like, we're watching it for the pod, I'm like, oh man, don't ruin this. This movie's going to be so bad now. There's no way this movie holds up. I was worried too. I've seen this over like 20 times, bro. <laughs> I, and I Damn. know for a fact that I've seen this over 20 times, so. I've probably only Jesus. seen it like two or three, but it was like 20 years ago. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it when was, it was it supposed was to be ago. funny. Right? It was a while ago. I haven't seen this movie probably for like at least 12, 15 years. Like, yeah. At least. All right, Matt, since this was your movie and you were this was your childhood favorite, this is your 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Pretty much. How did you feel watching it now? I actually think that it held up really well. Agreed. I, I, I was cracking up the entire movie. I thought I thought that that there were so many good bits. One of my one of my favorite bits that I did not think I was gonna find funny at all because when I was a kid, I wouldn't necessarily laugh at the stuff from trailers because they they had already been seen. Right. It's like, it's like yeah. the jokes had already been thrown out, and I had other DVDs that I would watch the trailer for yeah so and you guys might even know what what scene i'm referencing but as soon as it happened i cracked up and i loved it so much as when brendan frazier literally like gets his 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 rocket pants and he gets it oh my god and the pants just fly <laughs> off when he's like at the base of the <laughs> and he Eiffel just sits there for like a solid 10 seconds it's so <laughs> i literally just like even, even thinking about it right now and then it was like like don't freak out I just need your, your pants. <laughs> and it just like bounces on the bear, dude. That was so funny. Like, like Brendan Fraser, I think kills it in this movie. One hundred percent. When I when I was a kid, I mean, I still couldn't wait for Daffy to come on the screen. Daffy is such. I, he he is so funny. I think every line he says in this movie just makes me crack up. I mean, B- Bugs Bunny's great too. He's great. Um, and I love, I'm, I'm a sucker for Looney Tunes in general, but, yeah. um, Brendan Fraser, I thought killed it, dude. Like it, it, it almost makes me want to go back and watch George of the Jungle because dude, that's that, a movie that aged beautifully. Like, dude, it's like, yeah. it, dude, if this movie works, then George of the Jungle is going to work. I it mean, does. period. Because, because, uh, uh Oh my goodness, I, I almost called him Damian Drake. Um, <laughs> or DJ Drake. Um, DJ Drake. Uh, uh, Brennan Fraser is perfect. And by the way, did you guys know that that, that he plays the, the Tasmanian de- devil? In I didn't know that until this morning when I was logging my review. I was like, oh my god, he's also the Tasmanian <laughs> devil. <laughs> it's so good. Now, I will say that, that, that funny enough, I... I think I like this a little bit more, or at least I, in terms of comedy, I laugh a lot more at this than I do a movie that was made way prior to this. It was um, Who Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Huh. I think I think Who Framed Roger Rabbit's a better movie, arguably, but I laugh a lot more at. at I these would. Jokes. I get that. Just because this is a lot more slap. Stop. This it is a slapstick going. movie from like start to finish, whereas Roger Rabbit is trying to build like a a, a dark narrative. Yeah. yeah. Which I like. Like I said, arguably, Who Framed is way better. Almost this movie probably doesn't exist without Who Framed. No. no, no, no oh, no, for no, sure. No, yeah, for no, sure. No, no. But I will say that the animation in it, I really enjoyed. I thought I thought it was well done. I was shocked. I, I was getting lost in what was a set and what was a green screen at some points. Like oh, some yeah. points, it was like, okay, that's obviously a green screen. Like the scene, the scene of them falling off the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that green that, screen and a true. rough one at that. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny. It, it is very true. But I, there were definitely some good sets in it too. That I think really worked. Yeah. They were kind of cool. The like, blue monkey like set was, yeah. was was pretty big and i was like whoa yeah, that kind of looks like 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 indiana jones that whole bit though when they get the blue monkey and steve martin shows up and he's like he's like i haven't tried unzipping it with the hat that whole oh like 10 God. like that whole like i don't know, three minute like 
bit where like he unzips it, and it's Timothy Dalton, and then he unzips it, and it's it's Michael Jordan, yeah. and then like Daffy Dog's like, I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps going and going and going. Oh my god! And I love how how also uh, the the henchman dude. It even like like. The henchman walks over to the Tasmanian devil, unzips himself, and it's like a lady devil. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Okay, yeah, this movie, I think. It's like nonstop jokes in this movie. It doesn't stop. Like, for more more than a minute. Even the shaggy scene with Matt Matt Lillard. Yeah, Lillard. That was so good. I loved that that cameo scene so much. Yeah, like, it, it just... Every like they did not waste any time in the jokes here. It was so good. It's like this movie is an hour and a half, and you were basically laughing the whole time for sure. And it moves so quick. I remember like checking how much time I had left, and it was only like half an hour. I'm like, I watched an hour already. What (laughs) moves so fast, man? Yeah. It's but I think that now this that this may be a hot take. I enjoyed this infinitely more than I enjoyed something like a Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, only because I think that that this knows what it is, and it, if you it, want to be wrong, that's fine. But I it's mean, it's just like it doesn't. I I think I just appreciate it whenever a slapstick movie doesn't waste any fucking time, and it is, yeah. it is like not trying to really say anything. Like Chip and Dale, that's not what it was trying to be. I don't think so Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale is not trying to say anything. Chip and Dale is just like. We know you're high out there, person watching this movie. No, well, it was definitely trying to like Basically. make make its mark on like friendship and stuff like that. Barely. You know I mean? But yeah. this th- this movie, I, I feel like this movie just confirmed that the Warner Brothers are bastards that should be murdered on <laughs> national television. I thought that too. Like I was like, this doesn't make Warner Brothers look any better. And no. especially watching it now, it's like I fucking hate Warner Brothers right, right? now. Like oh, that, it just fueled the fire. It's like yeah, fuck you, Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, right? I'm surprised that 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 they were able to get away with a lot of the jokes that were said. I mean, it, it's yeah. not, it's not offensive what they were saying, but it's almost no. just like damn, they're like really shitting on the studio right yeah. now. Holy God, like they're just nonstop shitting on the studio. Yeah, I I think that uh, overall, I. I had a wonderful time with it. I mean, I I, I hope you guys enjoyed it. It's, it sounds like you did. I, as, yeah. as, I had a genuinely as like I good time. I agree. It is it is funny from start to finish. No, I would say ninety percent of the bits land. The ten percent ten percent of bits that don't land, it hurts yeah. and you feel like a record scratch. You're like, oh, that was I didn't love that. I don't know why that happened. And I, I I'm gonna come in and counter you guys. I think the animation is not great. You know like it? So I watched it on my phone. So, like, oh. I'm literally, like, I'm working and, like, watching it like this. And the amount of times I would look over and, like, if you, like, really look at, like, at, like, Bugs Bunny's face when he talks, you suddenly realize it's not animated. And it's all CGI. Yeah. It's not, like, hand-drawn. It's all digital. Oh, no. With a weird shade over it to make it look animated. But once you realize that it's not oh, no. animated, you're like, oh, that's really, it's really weird. And really, like harsh on the eyes but like if you can just like not focus on it you're fine but in that moment once i noticed it i couldn't unsee it oh that's funny i didn't notice that at all i felt like it really worked especially like the like daffy duck and i don't even say bugs bunny but i felt like daffy duck like the scenes he was he was in and even um the grandmother like that scene when, when you see granny and the cat and tweety bird i felt like the moments that they were in, it the, the animation was like kind of cool. I just like that they were just like they're next door neighbors. 
Yeah, just right, chilling next yeah, door. Yeah. Right. Just trimming the bushes. Like it's, it, it's very, very. I did funny. enjoy the coexistence, like, yeah, aspect of this world where it's like, well, animation and, and real life people like ha- coexist, not like in a weird like, well, they they stay on that side of town, and we're yeah. like, because in, in Roger Rabbit, it's like, well, they're in Toontown, but it, yeah. in this world, like, they're everywhere. Yeah, the whole like chase whatever. sequence in the Louvre and shit, like. Is yeah. so fun. That, that was great. Oh my goodness! And the just like, yeah, 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 yeah. We have pointillism. You gotta learn something. Was so funny in a movie. Yeah, I, I just, I, I also am uh, a fan of the way that this movie handles like its meta jokes. Yes, it's, it's not too. It, it is on the nose, but it's yeah. not to be like. See what we did there. It's more just like. This is just good comedy, I feel like. Yeah. It, it's not... Which, it doesn't which, do that weird pause where it's like, did you get that? That <laughs> is, is what's happening. Or like the looking at... I mean, even even if a character looks at the screen, it's more just like Bugs is holding up a sign that, that's, that has a screw and a ball on it. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, that's But hilarious. that's very Looney Tunes. Like, yeah, Looney Tunes like, always did that. It's funny because it's a fucking callback. Yeah. It, it's not because it, it's, it's funny because like... You see what like I know I know what it Looney is. Tunes gets away with its meta humor because like the original show did that all the time oh, where they would break the fourth wall and Bugs Bunny would would talk to you. There was one that I remember. It was a Looney Tunes cartoon that I remember from when I was a kid and it was like one of like the it was like Bugs Bunny is in like a castle and he's getting chased by like that that big red monster whose name yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, the the big like mustache looking thing. Yes. And he's, like, running... They're doing, like, the whole, like, typical horror... Or typical cartoon where, like, they're running through different doors in a hallway. And he, like, gets into one. He slams the door. And he looks directly into the camera. And he's like, is there a doctor in the house? Is there a doctor in the house? And a guy just stands up in the corner of the screen. He's like, I'm a doctor. And then he looks at the guy and he's like, what's up, doc? And I was like, that's funny as hell. That's fucking funny. And I think that this movie capitalizes on, on that specific kind of meta where it's not, like... It's not pausing for effect. It's not being like trying to like over explain the joke. It's just like, did you watch Looney Tunes? You'll get exactly how everybody's narrative uh, works here. And it's playing with your imagination. It's trying to get you to to realize that like Bugs Bunny isn't this drawing that we have. It's an actual like person, an actor. An actor yeah, in a way. Yeah. That's in the and, and he's even, a weird supernatural being. And even like <laughs> DJ Drake is like supposed to be a real person. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's so is Brendan, Brendan Fraser, Fraser. Exactly. Yeah, which I love that so much. It the works little, so the well. Cameo at the end, I was like, oh, I fucking forgot about this. Yeah. And it worked, dude. It was so funny. And he's he kind of shitting on himself. himself in yeah. The face. He's like, yeah, he doesn't do his own stunts. He's just <laughs> yeah. a diva of an actor. And yeah, I love that so much. I will say that. Uh, would you? Or I wanted to ask, what do you guys think of of Steve Martin? I loved it. <sighs> I'm, I'm curious what you think. I also love Pink Panther. I love when Steve. <laughs> I love when Steve Martin gets into these weird characters and does yeah. the funny like accents. I'm the it same works. way. Funny enough, I think I, he I has. Like I think as a as a kid, I remember it being a, his character specifically being a lot funnier. <laughs> then as an adult, he was still very funny. Yeah. I I like I like Steve Martin, like older Steve Martin humor, and I think this is like right around the time where like I think Steve Martin starts to like lose his like. Uh, mojo i guess i don't know um i get that but i think that there were definitely moments where i'm like i don't know i don't i want this bit to end so badly i need it to go to the next thing um but the, but like i brought up the bit earlier where he's like i haven't tried doing the unzipping without the hat and i was like that's funny yeah or the, i remember the scene from the commercial and it used to make me laugh so hard in the commercial when he's got timothy dalton in the cage and he's got the 
the thing on his head. And he's like, what do you think of that now, Mr. Slap yourself in your own yeah, hand? Exactly. Like, that used to make me laugh so hard. And as an adult, I was like... It's just goofy. It's, it's, it's yeah. funny for sure. I, I remember the bits that didn't make me laugh as a kid made me laugh with Steve Martin. The bits that made me laugh as a kid with Steve Martin were like a little bit more like, oh, it's it's fine. Like whenever he takes the remote and he throws it at the screen and it breaks, and yeah. he's like, oh, it's like yeah. it's not. It, it's kind of goofy. I'm laughing more because it's like a CGI screen than I yeah. am like what he did. It's like, like wow, what that the looks fuck? bad. Yeah, it's like that looked weird. Same thing like when when like he's when he has Wiley Coyote there and he was like he's like why don't you go get a shower so you smell better. Look out for the fireworks. Look out for the bomb. Look out. And I was like, all right. It's like, why are we not even seeing this? It's, yeah. it, it's like, it's like the joke would have been better if we would have seen Wiley like doing it in the background. Yeah. Like, Cause that's, that's Budget all, cuts. That, that's all of Wiley's bit is like, yeah. you just watch him fuck up. That's, that's all it is. <laughs> I will say that I, I was through the roof whenever I, cause I, I, I forgot about uh, Marvin, Marvin, the Martian coming in at the end. Mm. <laughs> I love, yeah, I love that character so much. I think, I think his design is classic. So <laughs> yeah, he is cool. Yeah, he's great. That little just like <laughs> the noise yeah, that makes when he walks. Yeah, yeah. I I do, I do love Marvin the Martian. I and it's weird because like I I'm a big practical effects person, but like the scene like the sequence where they get to Area 52 was like not my favorite. That was great. I was like, this is yeah. nuts. This is so bizarre. Yeah. Like I don't know like why the choice for practical effects was made right here. Right. Like this seems like the right time where like 2003 CGI would have been a good move. I kind of get like. We're bringing all these old, like, characters back from old horror movies. Like, they right. even have, like, the one guy, I think, from the beginning of Night of the Living Dead. They're, like, they're, the black and white character they're escorting here. He's like, you're next. You're next. I don't know if it's Night of the Living Dead, but I, he's from... It's from something like that. I yeah. thought it was a Twilight Zone episode for some reason or something it could like be. that. Maybe it's even something... It, it's got to be a Warner Bros. movie. Sure. It's got to, right? Because it's, like, all of these were, were, were Warner Bros. movies. But, yeah, yeah. So, I thought that was... I thought that was I remember loving that part as a kid, and as an adult, I was like, this feels like the budget of the movie drastically dropped, like, right here, and I don't know why. I get that. And then it picks right back up. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. we've we've survived, we're through it, let's keep keep cruising. This movie also makes Las Vegas look, like, badass, like, pog. Like, I would go to this Las Vegas any day of the week. I don't know why either, but I love... Sam so much. Yosemite yeah. Sam? He's so funny. Oh, I'll get you, Reformin! Yeah. <laughs> He's so funny to me. Even when I was a kid, I just thought he was so funny. And he it's just, he's so goofy looking. His mustache is like the length his of his body. His whole face? Yeah, it, it's just, oh my god, like... I'm I'm a sucker for for every single character, and I'm I, even even Scooby Doo, bro. Whenever I saw Shaggy appear, yeah. I was like so giddy. Even though it was like five seconds, I I just every single that was like, a good Hanna Barbera characters. That's my shit, yeah. dude. I, I, Some I, I great cameos. They had Jeff Gordon in it, and they took his car. I yeah. love that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. That was I really cool. <laughs> did you ever play the um the old PS One Bugs Bunny Bugs Bunny game? Bugs Bunny game. I don't remember that. There was a game that I played that that was for Looney Tunes, but I couldn't figure it out, bro. And and, and, and I I obviously just dumb like was, a lot of the times. It was called was Bugs playing. Bunny Back in Time, and it was literally a time travel game where you played as Bugs Bunny, but you just went through like different episodes of Looney Tunes, but throughout oh, really? time, it was a fun as fuck game. I've been I've been meaning to get it on my emulator just to check it out again, see how horrifically it holds up. Mm-hmm. Also, I didn't re- I forgot that heather locklear was like a person 
until I saw, until she came out in, in Las Vegas. I was like, oh my god, that's Heather Locklear. That's right, she used to make movies. I wonder what she's wonder what, whatever happened to her. And I I can't find her doing anything like pretty like any time in the last like ten years. But it, she must have just stopped, just phased out. Do what you got to do, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's probably kind of old now. I feel like. I don't know. Her age is not on... Um, Born 61. 61. Okay, she could still definitely be yeah. acting. What are you doing, man? What's the last she, movie she did? Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Don't Sweat the Small Stuff that came out in 2021. Okay. All right. Hmm. But then, like, yeah. bef- the movie before that is in 2016 called The Game of Love. And then Scary Movie 5. <laughs> Scary Movie 5. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, talk about a nosedive of a career. Holy shit. <laughs> Well, she's still she's still able to make stuff, for sure. I think, and I, I just as a whole, I think Looney Tunes back in action was like a ton of fun. It was hilarious. It it's CGI does not age well, but it's two thousand three, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock it for that. I I also agree that its meta humor is fun. I think my only like complaints are just some of the jokes that don't land and the weird bit at the end where there's a giant dog. I remember even as a kid being like, this fucking sucks. I hate yeah. this. The this robot this... dog. Yeah, yeah, I was like, this doesn't make weird. sense. This is not funny. This yeah. feels like they ran out of ideas. And there was like, we have to find a way to end this movie. Yeah, it was just yeah. like easy for them to untie themselves. And, yeah. And like the trap is that you have this robot dog that acts like a normal dog that's kind of friendly. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> You can just play fetch with him. He it. does a maniacal yeah. laugh at one point. That, that way you know he's evil. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely get that. There's definitely a lot in this movie that doesn't hold up. Mm. Not a lot. There are moments in this movie, I feel like, that don't hold up. But for the most part, like it, it goes by so quick, and it's such a fun watch. And it, At least because it's been so long since I've seen it, there's so much I did not remember about this movie. And all of the cameos are still people that... You know, I love, like, seeing Michael Jordan was, like, funny. Like, it, to see him in a Looney Tunes thing. Yeah. Again. Let's really do, Let's do some drills. I was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do some drills. I love how, like, whenever he gets unzipped, he doesn't even, like, reach behind his head. He literally just gets unzipped. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Okay. <laughs> That's just funny. That's just how Michael Jordan does it. Yeah, right. Because he's the... With the power of his mind. Because he's the greatest of all time. He's like top 10, maybe. If all, if all 10 options are Michael Jordan. <laughs> top 10 disguises of all time is what I'll say. Yeah, he is. What, do, um, what are we feeling for Looney Tunes back in action? Looney Tunes back in action? Hmm. I'm going to go with... I, I'm, I'm going to give it a solid three and a half. For sure. That's what I gave it to. Same. I gave it a three yeah, and a half. Nice. Yeah. Okay. There perfect we go. three and a half movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a perfect three and a half movie. I, I don't I don't think it, it should be given a four. That's a little bit too high. I think a three is a yeah. little low. So yeah, man. Cool. Well, I'm glad, glad we're all on the same page. Recommend. So those movies were chosen by me. So next week yes. we're just going around. Well the hold table. on, what kind of correlation what, what oh, correlations shit. other yeah, than the sorry. fact that it's Las Vegas? <laughs> well it's Las Vegas. Okay, no. So the uh <laughs> Well, what I was gonna say, man, correlations. I hard pressed. I think so, there's like some opposites here, like how to be in a relation. That, I mean, I guess not a relationship, but how to have a flourishing relationship start, and how not to have a flourishing relationship start that's between true. the couples. That's <laughs> like very, you really very true. See yeah, people just tearing each other apart and leaving Las Vegas, and then uh, you know. You see people just helping each other, trying to find this blue monkey, and 
It's wholesome. The blue monkey. It's beautiful. Yep. Yeah. I was going to add that uh, a correlation that I'm seeing right now is that it takes you to hit rock bottom to know what really matters. <laughs> so I guess with, there it is. with, with uh, you know, with leaving Las Vegas, I guess they deemed that their love mattered uh, in a way. A, that movie is a little bit complex with, with what it's trying to communicate. But Sarah does eventually leave Las Vegas, and I would say it's because of love, mm. and that ultimately. And I would say that, you know, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, they go on that journey because uh, Daffy ultimately hits rock bottom, yeah. and Bugs wants to get him back up to the top. But uh, it's also just because Bugs wants to be at the top and like needs Daffy to be at the bottom for him to to, to, to be to, at the to top. Be at it the doesn't top. work. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't work. So it's like he yeah. needs him to be there. So yeah. or else he gets shot. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. He, he's not as he, tough as Daffy. No, he's not. He, no. This movie really does make you love Daffy for sure. Yeah. I remember hating like the beginning of the movie because they were like, people don't like Daffy Duck. I'm like, that's just not true. <laughs> yeah, Daffy I, Duck I, is, I is so love funny, him so much. He's yeah, he's literally so consistently hilarious. Yeah, and even in this movie, I, I just love how he's so chaotic. So. For sure, I think also. I mean, I truly couldn't find a lot of references to the fact <laughs> that it was it was. They're in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. And bad. But, but even then, I'm like, well, leaving Las Vegas makes Las Vegas look terrible. But back in action makes Las Vegas look kind of fun. Kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. And also, like, maybe a quarter of the size. There's only, like, one little casino. They're in, like, one strip yep. inside of a building. Like, yeah, that whole right. entire thing is, in, like, a building inside of a building. Like, it's yeah. it's weird. But, Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the ball here and say that was the only correlations I saw was like they go to Las Vegas, but I I like your correlations. Nice. But yeah, Joey, it is your turn next week. What do we got? I'm very excited for my picks. We have um, for the shot. We have Midsummer. Yo, Ari Aster's Midsummer. Um, And then for the Chaser, we have Richard Linklater. I think that's how you say his last name. Yeah, Linklater's uh, Before Sunrise. Oh, oh I'm man. so excited. Yeah. I've been wanting to watch New these movie. movies for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Mid- Mid- I have Samar not seen awesome. Before Sunrise. Yeah, no, ne- neither have I. Same. So. And I know it's we've gonna, all seen Midsommar. And it's, yeah. we're probably going to be watching the director's cut. I can't wait to Midsommar. finally unwrap the director's cut just for this. Yeah, <laughs> It's going to be worth it. I'm yeah, very excited. The, the, the director's cut, from what I remember, included enough scenes in it that were worth it for sure. And oh, definitely. And the story. And like, yeah, the director's cut is better, I think. Yep. I think it makes the movie make a lot more sense. But we'll, we'll definitely get into that next week but um where can people find us on letterboxd yeah on letterboxd we're under shot and chaser pod awesome you can also find us on instagram at the shot and the chaser podcast or uh the shot and the chaser pod you can also find us on x at uh at shot chaser pod 22 or the shot and the chaser podcast uh we'll be on there talking about how happy we are that mario has been dethroned and other fun things hey, yo. uh but until then i'm nick I'm Matt. And I'm Joey. Thank you guys so much, and have a good night. Viva Las
wish I knew how to quit you.